Hey, it's Dave, and I got another wine uh, for you today. Uh, it's tomorrow, it's the Super Bowl, and I was trying to find something that would be a tie-in for Super Bowl, and I couldn't. I mean, well, I didn't try that hard. You know, I forgot about Ditka wines. I think they're still around, though it's a pretty dated reference at this point. And there are some uh, pro football players who own wineries, at least have their name on wines, but, you know, these guys make, you know, $18 million a year, and it's all high-end Napa stuff. Uh, you know, you're paying a small fortune for their wines. They're not really in where we're at with wines. So, and there was Footbolt, which is a Shiraz from Australia, but I think that's the name of a horse. So I couldn't, you know, maybe it was a touchdown wine somewhere, but I, uh, I didn't look that hard. Oh, you know. I don't live in Kansas City, and I don't live in San Francisco. I'll, I'll watch the game, but when you can't find a football-related uh, wine, what do you do? Well, I grabbed a Chardonnay. And what I have here is what I somehow I haven't done before, at least in a long, long time. I went and uh, checked the website, and we have like 2,000 wines in there, and I didn't find it, but it's the Sean Miner uh, 4B Chardonnay 2018 Central Coast. And they've been around for a while, I think 2003. You might remember them when they were the Four Bears wine. Um, the story goes that they started out making wine. They don't own their own vineyards. That's common in California. 50% of all wineries in California uh, don't even own their own facilities, uh, or much less their vineyards. They, 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 they buy uh, grapes from uh, vineyards, contract grapes, and they... Rent out. Um, I think I'm not sure what Sean Miner does, but they've been around a long time and they have a track record. And you know, once you, if you know how to make wine, and you know someone who knows how to grow grapes, that works. You don't have to be able to do both. You know, it's like a with the high end wines, you kind of want uh, the vineyard to be a part of the uh, the winery, and you know, you follow that vineyard through the decades and stuff. But you know, when you're in California Chardonnay. I think I found this one from $9.99. It's um, on sale. Uh, I think their list price for this was $16. List prices online on the websites are usually higher. They don't want to compete with the with the stores, so they go a little bit higher. So you know the stores uh, don't have a competition from themselves. And I'm going to take a little sip here because this is one of those wines that got just the right amount of acidity that makes you kind of want to take a sip. And I kind of want to take a sip. And it's just a Central Coast, um, different vineyards. You know, it's, you know, it's kind of nice. It's really nice. It's one of those wines that has a, a little bit of everything going, which I think really works well for value-priced wine. And it's got a little bit of it. It's fermented in oak barrels, French oak barrels. And the rest was fermented, not a little bit, I'm not sure of the proportions, but a smaller amount was in the oak barrels and a larger part was in the stainless steel. And then it was aged the same way and, um, and they went through malolactic, malolactic fermentation. Um, if you like Chardonnay, it's something you should know. And what that is, um, the, the, there is a tart grape, I think it's the mallow uh, of the name is a tart acid that is in all grapes. And like if you ever have uh, a Pinot Grigio or, you know, even Sauvignon Blanc, 
the tartness is really refreshing. You like that. But when you're doing a little bit of oak and you're rounding the flavors off and you're making it a little creamy, uh, you want to kind of make the wine a little bit smoother and creamy too. It goes well together. Now, malolactic fermentation happens almost every time in red wine. I mean, you don't want... I mean, every, I mean, there might be uh, tart red wines out there that they don't want to do malolactic, but um, it, it would be rare to find one. Most of them do malolactic just all the time. And and then for um, white wines, it's pretty much Chardonnay and maybe uh, Chenin Blanc, but, you know, and not every time. You don't have to do it every, every time. And here they only do a portion. So they do malolactic because only, um, only a portion of it went under oak, uh, French oak aging. Only a portion needs to go under... Uh, a malolactic fermentation. And I think I tasted on leaves. On leaves is when they leave the um, the dead yeast and a little bit of grape uh, residue in with the wine when it ages and during fermentation when it ages. And they stir it every so often and it adds uh, a salty cashew-like flavor. It's one of those flavors that if you look for it, if you know it's going to be a wine that might have it, you can find it. But if you don't find it, it's like, what's, what is that? That's salt. I don't know. But... So Anlis, malolactic fermentation, and some oak, and not, you know, they don't oak the whole thing. They don't malolact the whole thing. Just a bit of it. So you're getting different, you're getting a little bit of unoaked Chardonnay along with oak Chardonnay. You're getting a little bit of malolactic Chardonnay with no malolactic Chardonnay. So you're getting four different things in one wine which kind of gives it some complexity right off the bat. And it also gives you four different flavors to uh, deal with right off the bat, of, all from the same grapes. So it's a nice way to give your wine some complexity and some interest while still being, um, you know, affordable. Like I said, I think I found this for under 10 bucks, and it's just a pretty nice little wine. And Central Coast, um, I remember there's a time when me everybody was writing about wine. If you want to get bargain wines, uh, look for Chilean wines or you know South American, Argentinian Malbec. And yeah, I mean they did have good wines and they were inexpensive. But most places that were really bringing affordable wines, like Australia, had all these inexpensive Chardonnay or not Chardonnays, uh, Shiraz, and. Um, in South Africa, had a bunch of brands that were inexpensive, and they kind of disappeared or are less than what they used to be. Because if you got to ship wine that far, you really don't want to be America's cheap wine provider. You want to go a little bit upscale, make it more worth your while to send the wines over here. And the Central Coast is a really great place for inexpensive wine. I mean, there's varied... Um, growing areas in there and there's like uh because it's partly coastal partly blocked off from the coast there's you know warm there's cold there's valley there's plateaus there's mountains you know you get everything over there and there's some really high end areas and then they're just regular places where you get really great little everyday chardonnays and i'm not sure where these came from um so but so they don't tell you who's their their uh, growers are but whoever it is did a really good job you don't need to be the most famous growing area in the world to make an everyday drink-it-now wine. If you're going to buy the wine, take it home, pop the top. If you're getting it from Bordeaux, if you're getting it from Napa, if you're getting it from Rojo, you're kind of wasting your money. You know, those wines really are making, those areas are making wines that you're supposed to put away for a while. You know, there's a lot of areas that make really great, inexpensive, everyday pop-the-top-and-drink-them wines 
that you shouldn't be spending a lot of money for. And this is one of them. This is great. Uh, Sean Miner does make uh, all sorts of, they have, a, they have a whole bunch of wines. They go all the way up to single vineyard Pinot Noirs. Most of the wines are, you know, under $20 and affordable, but they can go up higher. They, they know how to make wine and they know how to pick out vineyards. And that's half the battle with these things. I'm going to have another sip because I'm coming to the end and I'm getting parched from talking. So there you go. It's a really nice Chardonnay. I like it. It's got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And it doesn't cost much. It tastes great. It's a tasty little wine. It's got really good acidity. Makes you want to sip it. You know, it's kind of sneaky. Makes your brain go more. And that's good enough for me. So until next time, I think I got a Cabernet Sauvignon from Paso Robles coming up from one of my favorite wineries. We'll be doing that maybe around Monday or so. So uh, come back and uh, talk, see us and read us. And that's cheapwinefinder.com. I, I sometimes forget to say that too often because that's who we are. And why am I doing this without pushing who we is? So adios. Uh, bye-bye. And I'll talk to you all in a couple of days. Bye-bye.